Welcome to the Checkmates Go podcast. Join your favorite Checkpoint expert, Phone Boy, and his guests as they cover a range of cybersecurity topics to help you secure your everything. Be sure to subscribe and share, and don't forget to rate and review us. And now, here's Phone Boy. And welcome to Season 3, Episode 13. Yoni Nave is a product manager at Checkpoint, who we had on previously to talk about the MITRE attack framework and the uh, enterprise evaluation that Checkpoint participated in and did quite well in. I thought it'd be a good idea to get Yoni back on to talk about, well, the evolution of EDR, threat hunting, and XDR. It's kind of a continuum. And so we'll this episode, we'll talk about EDR, and I'll have Yoni explain, well, what that is. EDR stands for um, Endpoint Detection and Response. The uh, concept of an EDR solution is that prevention is critical for any endpoint solution, but it can never be uh, 100%. This is because of um, new attack surfaces that are being discovered all the time, new types of vulnerabilities in all different of uh, all different operating systems like uh, uh, Windows or Linux or Mac. Uh, this is due to uh, um, zero-day attacks at uh, many different levels, either um, through a phishing site or through a known exploit or through a known vulnerability in an application, or a third-party application, or through a supply chain application, or something else. The concept of EDR is saying, okay, because we know that 100% prevention can never be achieved, this means that we need to have good enough tools for analysts to have a system where they will see Everything that's happened in the organization, meaning full telemetry on all the events that took place on the endpoint, either malicious, suspicious, or pure benign or unknown. It doesn't really matter. Everything needs to be collected. And why? Because based on that collection, later on, when something is getting discovered, then you would want to go back and understand what exactly happened and what was the real scope of the incident, assuming that uh, uh, it was an advanced attack that wasn't prevented uh, um, in the first place. So the EDR is basically an analyst tool. It's an addition to the uh, um, traditional concept of EPP, that stands for Endpoint Protection Platform, that consists of a lot of different levels of uh, prevention and remediation engines, starting from the uh, uh, traditional anti-malware through uh, uh, different um, NGAV uh, solutions like static analysis or anti-ransomware, and uh, uh, ending with the most sophisticated um, behavior-based um, engines. On top of all this uh, uh, suite of, of, of uh, prevention solutions, you would want to have an EDR solution. So what an EDR really is, is that 
It's a tool for analysts that it's starting from the uh, from the data, but then the analyst needs to have the tools to analyze the data, get to a bottom line decision whether or not an attack is actually taking place in my organization right now, and if the answer is yes, you need to give the analyst the right tools to remediate, and this is the R in the. Uh, uh, EDR. So it's this is why it's called uh, uh, endpoint detection and response because this is the tool that enables the uh, the uh, uh, the analyst, the security team, to actually uh, do a full-fledged incident response uh, workflow end to end. Now you would want to get a solution that automates everything that it, that can be automated. Meaning, for example, if uh, the analyst saw a specific uh, file that uh, started a malicious, uh, uh, a malicious uh, uh, set of events, uh, you want to give the analyst the choice to say, okay, that file from now on is in the disallowed list. Um, other than that, you would want to get uh, uh, other types of tools such as Deep investigation, for example, uh, uh, understanding a lot more about what actually happened on the endpoint through tools like remote shell or uh, or uh, plain remediation, such as uh, uh, killing the process or quarantining file. This set of features as a bundle, which relates to the incident response workflow, it's not a single feature, of course, but it's a it's a a blend of many features, uh, which concentrates around incident response and proactive threat hunting. This is what it's called EDR. What occurs to me uh, with all of this is that people were finding, were trying to maybe find, uh, were looking for looking for anomalies in their environment well before we had EDR and such. And it seems, and you can you can tell me tell me if I've got this right is a lot of what we do or what, you know, in, in EDR and similar solutions is we're, we're, we're automating some of that workflow that used to be done by an analyst that ha- first of all had to know, right? Okay. What am I looking for? I'm looking for, you know, these, sh- I'm looking for processes doing weird things. I'm looking for, um, I'm, I'm looking for connections going weird places. And, and if you've got telemetry to look to, to correlate all that information together, you might be able to find it. But then, but the question is, do you have that telemetry and, and do you know to look for it and that kind of thing? So, I, and I, that's, I think that's where some of the value of these solutions is, is that, yeah, I mean, you may still need to do that in some cases because it's, because the, the connections aren't always obvious, but if you don't have that instrumentation in place and you don't have a way to, to surface that information to to an analyst, the analyst can't use it, right? The, the analyst can't use information they don't have. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and, and this is why visibility to all events is a critical part of, of, uh, of a good EDR solution. Uh, this actually goes back to our uh, previous discussion about uh, MITRE. The whole uh, point of the MITRE framework is to say, okay, you need to have visibility to these techniques. You need to have visibility to these types of events because those are your breadcrumbs. Those are your uh, way, uh, your your uh, set of ways to find out if something is going on in your organization that 
should not uh, uh, happen. Uh, so definitely visibility. This is uh, they should have called it not just detection but detect and response, but detection, visibility, and response. Because basically, visibility is the the like the bare metal which uh, uh, which uh, holds the, the the entire infrastructure of uh, of a good EDR solution. If you don't have visibility to events, if you don't have uh, uh, mapping to specific uh, uh, techniques, for example, or you you can't, uh, you don't have a sensor for, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, specific types of, uh, uh, of, uh, of events uh, on, on the endpoint, then you can't do anything with it, right? So everything else is, is uh, uh, becomes uh, uh, irrelevant either incident response or even proactive threat hunting won't get you to the results that you require. And, you know, and we'll bring it back to prevention for a second. So if, if we're talking about a typical EDR solution, not specifically checkpoint, but if we're talking about an EDR solution, how much prevention is part of that? Because let's face it. I mean, yeah, you, you, there are going to be things that you're not gonna be able to prevent. We are, we, we know this, but there are things that we can't. And so how much, so if we're talking about, you know, the, the typical mark, you know, the EDR solution, um, how much of a focus does that include prevention versus say what checkpoint does? And, you know, we can, then we can kind of compare and contrast. So that's actually an interesting uh, uh, discussion because EDR started off with uh, um, an extreme approach of, you can prevent, you cannot prevent it anyway. So don't invest in this so, too much. So the early versions of, uh, EDR vendors out there were, was, was very much concentrated on the EDR portion with no prevention or minimal prevention. So the, the, the so most of the efforts were in the context of uh, uh, the investigation tools and remediation tools and making sure that, uh, uh, that the product is collecting all the information, but the prevention part was very much missing. On the other uh, uh, end of the scale, there were the traditional um, prevention vendors, uh, 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 what was uh, used to be called the old uh, uh, EPP or the, uh, uh, or at some point the uh, NGAV solutions. They found out on 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 their end that 100% prevention cannot be achieved, and this is why they started to develop EDR platforms on top of their prevention uh, uh, solutions. So. Um, both types of vendors, of vendor groups actually, actually are consolidating into the same type of, of uh, the same type of solution over time. And now it really much depends on which vendor needs to complete which set of features. Usually a uh, vendor that, that came from prevention only would need to uh, uh, invest in uh, uh, more in EDR, and EDR vendors need to invest more in prevention. And this is something that uh, you're actually seeing in the last few years that nobody is talking anymore in the context of, okay, just buy a pure prevention plate or just buy a pure EDR plate. 
now everybody are, are, uh, are understand that the combination of a very good prevention solution and on top of that, only on top of that, an EDR solution, because again, the main point of an EDR solution is that it requires a human. And a human is a very expensive resource, uh, especially when you talk about uh, a, an analyst which need, which, need to, which need to have a very high level of security, maturity, and understanding, a deep understanding of of, uh, of operating systems and attack uh, me uh, methodologies and uh, uh, scripting languages and coding. So there's a, a, and those people are very, very rare. So you cannot rely on EDR only. And of course you cannot rely on, on, on a pure prevention play because something will get by. Eventually something will get by and then the only question will be can I look into the past and see what happened and then fix it or am I blind? And this is why the combination is, is, uh, uh, is critical and, and, and all vendors are going in that direction. Yeah. And it's, and as I've often said, it's, you know, detection or prevention is, it's not an either or discussion. You have to be able to do both and do both well. And, uh, you know, we, we came at it from the, uh, prevention uh, approach, and then and then you know added more of the uh, you know, the visualization of the, of the of the detection capabilities. Whereas I think some of the some of the other folks in the market have come at it from the from the detection and response part of it. So detecting it and, and doing a fast response quickly versus preventing it. But it's but the the reality is somewhere in the middle, right? You have to be able to do both, and I think it's it's um, it's important to be able to do that. Exactly, and. I have to say that it does impact significantly the uh, the way that you're seeing the uh, and comparing between the different vendors. So, for example, if a vendor is uh, coming from the uh, uh, EDR part and adding prevention, then it might take him some time to to get to a good prevention level. But even more than that. Let's take uh, 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 an example of uh, the logic that is always being presented as the highlight of, of, of an EDR uh, uh, solution, which is the incident, the attack flow that is being created. The attack flow that is being created is the story that uh, the vendor is telling the analyst of this is the story of the attack. This is what happened. Process A spawn process B, injected to process C, downloaded file A, and then started to encrypt files. So this is an attack story end-to-end. Um, -end. Most or maybe even all vendors uh, uh, are claiming to be uh, uh, EDR and, and EPP are showing um, those attack flows in different manners, in different aspects, but uh, everyone are showing those uh, those aspects in the UI, which is dedicated for the uh, uh, for the analyst or for the uh, security team. But if we're looking at it from the the, the perspective of uh, um, an EDR vendor, the most uh, important thing when uh, the algorithm is being developed for creating the attack is making sure that there is 
full visibility because this is where he's coming from. He's coming from, uh, let, let's make sure that he has full visibility to all the events that are surrounding the uh, um, actual malicious activity. So this is his focus, making sure to add more and more and more layers and layers of data on top of the initial um, the initial trigger or the, the initial event which was detected as malicious uh, by one of the prevention engines, of course, or one of the remediation engines. Uh, on the other hand, a prevention-based uh, solution, when, uh, when they develop the same algorithm for the same end result of uh, 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 giving a, a full view of the attack, they're doing it in a different approach. They're doing it in the, in the approach of let's give you only the exact details of the attack without extra uh, um, data, so that we will be so that we will be able wherever possible not only to show you the full flow of the attack, but also to remediate for you the full flow of the attack. So that means while the focus of an EDR vendor will most of the, most of the time be in the context of um, visibility uh, and letting the analyst do the remediation by himself, the focus of a prevention-based <coughs> vendor would be um, in, uh, 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 giving focus on uh, automating the response wherever possible. And that, and this means a lot less overhead for the analyst and a lot more free time to invest in the, uh, um, in the really high, high end, uh, uh, attacks, uh, which require his, uh, his attention, which leads in turn to, uh, um, lower total cost of ownership and, uh, um, less, um, workforce required in order to handle those events in the first place. There's a phrase that's popped into my mind, and this is perhaps 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 the time I've spent working for Moti over the years. It's, uh, um, you know, it, it's one thing to tell you um, exactly, you know, in Technicolor, you know, full Technicolor, how you've been uh, how you've been owned by a particular uh, particular thing, right? But it's another thing to actually prevent it and and tell you why. And, the, and you you can get to you can get the same information, right? It's it's all it, it, and it does come down to focus, right? And I think it's for for us again, we 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 approached it from a prevention point of view. We talked about that a couple, uh, you know, the last time we talked, we we talked about. Uh, this uh, the the evolution you know of of where we came from and and how and how we approach the how we approach the market but uh, since we come at it from a prevention angle we understand exactly how these things can happen we we already know how to block it now it's just a matter of telling you um and if you're just if you're coming at it from the other approach that's you know there's there's a there's a again it's it's easier to tell you why something or to tell you that something has happened it's a lot harder to tell you why it's dangerous and and to block it right into into you know and also to do it in a way that doesn't block a bunch of other things because that's the the other thing with with a with a um with any solution that does prevention there's always the risk of false positives and false positives are going to happen right that's it's uh, you want to minimize those as much as possible but uh you know so when this is where um you might have to take different approaches to to prevent a threat right so for example if 
you if you are fully AI based, you are relying on your you're relying on the data that you have and the and the algos that you're using to be able to say something is malicious or not. Um, and that's, you know, that can be an expensive operation or not, depending, you know, most likely it's going to be an expensive operation, but there's, you're never, with that, you're never going to get to a, you know, you're not going to get to the, to, a, to, you know, to hundred percent certainty with, with that, with that approach. And so um, you, you can do it in a, you know, maybe you can also do it in a, maybe, maybe in a lower cost way by using one of the traditional methods, right? Once you figure out a, you know, with a, either the IOC that it needs that in some, you know, that's the, that's the lowest cost way to do it, of course, but there might be some other, you know, some other tactics and techniques that you can use to prevent that sort of attack without having to do like full AI, you know, without having to submit it all to AI or whatever, but it's, it's, kind of a combination of techniques and so it's you know so it's not only is it how you're approaching it but it's all you know whether it's prevention or detection but it's also even in the prevention there's some granularity about how you do it do you you know do you take some do you use a blend of techniques do you use one set of techniques or the other and you know and i think we, i think the reality is we have to use both sets of techniques there's going to be some things that only ai can catch there's going to be some things that are going to be much faster for more traditional methods to to catch and so Having both of those techniques or having both of those prevention sort technologies or types of technologies in play, I think is going to is uh, is important when you're looking for these looking at these solutions and you're looking at uh, yeah doing the prevention piece of this, um, you know. And I'm sure, that I, but can you talk a little bit about maybe how those different techniques like AI versus um, some of the more traditional sort of threat prevention techniques, uh, how that feeds into the stuff that EDR does. So um, the, the the relationship between what you see in the from visibility perspective in EDR to the uh, prevention uh, part is 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 really important because when you draw that attack that attack uh, uh, flow end to end you want to know which kind of detection was found along the way by different um, detection or prevention. Um, engines and and this is why the combination between the integration between the two is uh, uh, is very important in giving an additional context to what actually happened what what elements in the attack were not prevented and which elements of the attack were already prevented and you don't need to uh, uh, worry about them this is why um, when you look at an attack one of the most important things to know is what was already remediated or prevented automatically for you, and only then to, to know, okay, what are the, the attack residuals that I need to take care of? Um, a simple example is an email containing a malicious uh, zero-day payload that is being sent to 10 different uh, recipients in, uh, in, in your organization. Um, let's say that only one of them actually opened up the mail and uh, downloaded the attachment, and it was a Word document. And that Word document contained the malicious payload. Um, because it was a zero day, let's say that it wasn't uh, uh, prevented because it wasn't detected by any of the uh, prevention engines uh, um, until it, uh, it, it began execution through uh, um, Office. But only then, it did have a detection on that specific machine by a behavioral engine of some sort. What happened so far is that you understand that something 
malicious happened on a specific machine, but you don't know what else happened. You, know, you don't know what's the full scope of, uh, uh, of the attack. But when you draw the entire attack end-to-end, then you, then you can see that there are uh, 10 different endpoints. All of them got the same mail with the same attachment that triggered, uh, that, uh, triggered on one of the endpoints uh, a set of malicious uh, uh, activities that were uh, detected and remediated. So now with the combination of the two, you know that on that specific endpoint, uh, you don't need to worry about anything. On the, and on the nine other endpoints, you would probably want to um, quarantine that file right before uh, it starts uh, executing. Well, and yeah, not only that, but it's within now with a if you if you have some sort of, uh, you, you know, EDR solution, perhaps that can be or, you know, that could actually happen automatically, right? Or we, we, or, or we, or we start talking about XDR, maybe then that's where that's, where that goes. But the, but there are going to be things that you're going to have to remediate. Cause yeah, even once you prevent the attack, there's probably, there's probably a bunch of things it did before we prevented the attack. And so you need to know what it did or, you know, where it might be, where it might be to potentially do some other investigation, right? To be able to say, okay, this is, yeah, these nine other endpoints received the email. They haven't clicked on it yet, thankfully. And so we can go and make sure that, th- that they don't click on that email. And oh, by the way, l- you know, let's, let's also just, you know, do some other checks just to make sure that nothing else bad happened, right? Um, related to this, but, um, and I think, and, and yeah, that, and that's, that's important, right? It's okay. So it's not just what happened with the attack, but what do I need to do to clean up from this? Because yeah, you're, cause every attack or every, you know, every, every, everything has multiple phases to it and you're rarely going to block it at the, the, in, the entry point, right? It, it, that rarely happens when it does, that's great. And then you have nothing to do, but that almost never happens. And so we almost, we're almost, we're getting, you know, the earlier in the kill chain, you get it, the better, the less damage it does. But if you, if you are, if you're further along in the, you know, in the, in the attack matrix, then the more things you probably have to do to clean up from it. It's not just, a, you know, it's not just, okay, we stop the threat. We're good, right? It's okay. We stop the threat. Let's, figure out what we how we how we can prevent this from happening again or get it you know get it earlier in the in the process right um so yeah and i think that's that that is that's an that's immensely important for the you know for the average uh person that's trying to uh it's trying to keep track of all this stuff and, and make sure that uh, assets aren't being compromised and that kind of thing um yeah yeah and 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 it it, it does go back to the fact that you do want to have uh, a very accurate uh, set of algorithms to, uh, uh, to describe the story of the attack in a very accurate manner. Because if it's accurate enough, it means it can be automated. And if it's automated, it means that uh, uh, there's going to be a lot less um, human errors and uh, um, bottom line, uh, you'd be much more pro- protected instead of uh, uh, giving a lot more work to your uh, analysts. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Checkmates Go. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app, leave us a rating and review, and share with your colleagues on social media. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>